am, and now I bite it even more because I'm like, fuck it, yeah. why not? <laughs> um, Otherwise, you hang it on the wall, and it'll make a nice coat hanger. Yeah, or I'll take, like, nice, like, nudes with it. I'll, like, use it and take really sexy photos. But I've actually gotten a lot of, like, free free dildos this way from other friends who've, like, two other ones from my friend uh, D. Martin Austin. Shout out to them. They've given me two of their sex toys that they just didn't like um <laughs> they've given them to me and they're great and then i got a free one once from being a stunt cock for a um how to give bj class that portland so my friend aj shout out to her <laughs> also does in portland have you ever heard of this before no like a how to give a blowjob class <laughs> what is there a secrets that there's just like yeah i don't even a, i don't like i'm not sure if this is even interesting <laughs> to any of your audiences but there's just well, like some, some of the audience would want to know <laughs> yeah because everyone um, assumes they're doing it right because they're like look mm-hmm. i'm putting my mouth on it like this should be sufficient no there's a lot of i've seen the grapefruiting thing which you oh know, my gosh yes it, that lady's amazing and like so good <laughs> oh my god ouch uh yeah but people like um pay a lot of money to go to like a class where there's like 30 other people sitting in the same room uh listening to a, a lady talk about how to give the best blowjobs all the like tricks and like anatomy and like how to like not tire your jaw <laughs> and use your eyes and hands and all these different ways and in order to do that she needs somebody to wear um a strap on so she can perform oh, okay the things that she's talking about to the audience and I've done that twice and it's like the funnest thing I've ever done in my life because I get to kind of showboat and be a little bit like a comic too I kind of like get to joke around and say stuff as she's like sucking my dick and uh and I get to fake having an orgasm at the end it's really nice is that um planned or is it like when you decide that she's done well she tells me yeah she's like okay now this is our final like demonstration of the night okay um and I want you to come and I think at different times we practice different ways, like asking for consent to like come on her face and asking, can I come in your mouth? And like, because that's also what the class is about. It's just like all those different things that unfortunately a lot of people just like don't even think about. They're just like, I'm supposed to have it. I'm supposed to give oral. And if I, and if I give oral, I'm supposed to start from finish, do everything the way like porn has told me forever. And not, you know, like you can, as the person who's giving it, also has a say in what happens and also maybe get some enjoyment out of it versus like oh this is a thing that i'm told i'm supposed to do and he seems to enjoy you know it's you know because so many people want their partners to enjoy it yeah so they just take their own pleasure out of it and that's not and then i mean that was the thing is a lot of you'd see a lot of these couples that come into it where the the male would be like just so like doesn't want it to be that way they don't just want to take that pleasure they actually really want their partner to have fun but they don't know how to like explain that to them yeah and so it's just a whole thing yeah (laughs) so they take this class portland's so cute like that there's just a lot of like things like that so can i ask about camming oh yeah is that uh when did you get into that only like three months three or four months ago i'm pretty new to it not making a ton of money doing it but um yet because i need to get more of a following but um you can follow him. Oh, I'm, can I name drop my cam? Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, it's like this is why we do these things. I was gonna ask you at the end to like promote your oh, stuff, yeah. but okay, you I'll, can do I'll it in the middle it, yeah. and then we'll repeat it at the I'll end. Repeat it at the end. I'm on Chatterbait, and I'm at Citrus Tits, all spelled out, just how you would think. Citrus Tits. 
<laughs> spelled out. Is that I'm a, really proud I got that name and didn't okay. have to add any numbers to it. <laughs> I was like, is that a nickname from childhood? Or <laughs> I had just recently dyed my hair orange. And so I just was like, citrus tits. I don't know. <laughs> kind of nice. Um, but I am really into like public sex stuff and one of my like actual like kinks is um exhibitionism and voyeurism so i don't i don't know why it took me so long to get into it because like i actually enjoy it not that other people don't yeah but some people do it just to do it or whatever um and a lot of sex workers obviously really love it too and they love what they do so i'm not i'm not saying like i'm the only one that does that but for me i was like oh my god i should be doing this i enjoy masturbating for other people <laughs> so <laughs> why am i not making money doing this yeah so i don't know hopefully i'll be making more money eventually but i uh like the best i ever made once was like 25 dollars an hour that's still pretty good yeah how for do you masturbating um so it's just how many viewers you get mm-hmm. yeah and they tip tokens bitcoins i guess i don't really know i'm so tech dumb too so it's like i feel like i could be doing better uh, marketing and what have you, and like having a Twitter account for it, and just so many things. Um, there's so much. Like, Sounds like comedy. Marketing. Yeah, there's so much marketing, and then you can like sell sell your Snapchat. Like you can create a sexy Snapchat that's different from your regular one, and then you can sell that to people, so that you provide them with an X amount of like nudes um, for a certain price. Okay. And it's like I could be doing that too because I like taking nudes, and I don't have that many people to send them to. Which is a sad tragedy. And <laughs> well, so, I think after this goes on the radio, that, that might all change. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, but I ha- when I do, I'm on it, I do have fun. And people seem to really like my um, my energy with it. And it's clear that I'm having fun and, like, yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, you actually want to, like, enjoy yeah. doing it. And uh, I just, I hope, I'm going to try to grow with it more and do more of it. Try a different website, too. I had another friend of mine who's doing it who just a different website and some marketing skills that I need to get better at. Yeah, when I said it's like comedy, I don't mean like it's comedy. I mean like it's comedy is doing your stand-up, mm-hmm. but also marketing yourself. Oh, it like is. you are your own marketing department. Oh, yeah. And it sounds like that's the same thing for for Camming. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, how do you know you can have the greatest set of your life and you can have the greatest, yeah. you know, uh I don't know what you session, mm-hmm. is that what you would call yeah. it? Um and it, and nobody sees it you know. Yeah. Like what's the point? Yeah. I, uh I uh, one time I did actually tell I was pretty buzzed while I was doing it, and I did tell some jokes. <laughs> it was pretty great. I was like, "Y'all, I'm just gonna start telling my jokes," and it was the weirdest thing because I was telling it to definitely like people watching, but no sound, you know. Yeah. So it was like so weird to like where's my pause breaks <laughs> and what have you because I don't yeah. actually practice comedy like that. I don't sit in my room and like say my jokes out loud, so that was foreign to me. Um. But I got a lot of people that really liked him, though, and I did get tipped for it, and uh, that was fun. That's cool you get Bitcoins. I don't know if you know, like 50 Cent, one of his albums, he sold a bunch of them. He let people pay in Bitcoin, and he forgot wow. that he had it, and that was, like, before Bitcoin Shit. blew up, and he made, I think, like, $7 million. Or I forgot the amount, so don't quote me on that no, I know, right? if I'm wrong. But it was just, like, this money sitting there, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, my God, Bitcoin blew up. Oh, I have these ones over here, so – you know, it might actually, you know, it could take, Maybe. I don't know, people yeah. have all these different thoughts about, about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, and I don't, I'm not a tech person either, so I, I don't, know, so. I don't know. Um, when did you start getting into stand-up, though? Uh, I've been doing it for, uh, actually, shit, maybe March 1st, first was my second years. Second years? Wow, I'm so good at talking. <laughs> yeah, I'm just celebrating my second year anniversary doing oh, it. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. I've been doing it only in Portland. Um, 
and I've been having a really good time doing it. Uh, yeah, it's been pretty fun. This is my first like um, festival that I've traveled for, and first kind of like real festival in a sense. I helped last year um, with the first ever Portland Queer Comedy Festival, and um, with Belinda Carroll as one of the co-founders uh, of that, and I helped her do social media, and then uh, she just like put it on, put me on it as a favor, I think. Um, well, don't say that. Maybe, I don't comedy. know. Like, uh, give yeah. yourself some credit. Thanks, I don't know. But uh, then I ended up like, well, then I ended up killing it pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I, I there definitely you go. like, once I was on the festival, I then definitely I killed it. it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely killed it pretty good. And then, um, and then, and I also did so good in the social media that now she's made me the director of social media for this year. So we're when's gearing a, up. It's actually like, when's a festival? Yeah, July eighteenth through the twenty second in right. Portland, Oregon. Applications the, open? They are. Submissions actually just opened up last week. Um, thank you for. I'm so glad we're talking about this. Yeah, because I didn't would know you guys had one. Okay, I'm like, I'm gonna apply actually. <laughs> um, yeah. So you go to. It's all spelled out. PortlandQueerComedyFestival.com. Um, last year we had. Uh, Guy Branham on it. We had Julie Goldman, um, Maggie May, Ant. I mean, some huge, huge comics, and then a lot of really great ones traveling from all over, um, and and then some local comics, obviously. And it was huge. It was like four days, multiple venues. It was the best fucking time ever. So we're really excited for the second year. Um, so we're doing submissions right now. I think they're through April, and. Um, and it's gonna be really great. Yeah, and they're gonna put you in it again. Yeah, you she's definitely it, gonna put me in it again for sure. <laughs> and then I've been yeah doing the social media. Um, you can follow it at a PDX Queer Comedy Fest on Instagram is where we have a lot of the information. Nice. And uh, I love doing it. I'm a I'm really I'm I'm tech dumb on a lot of like weird things, but I'm really good at social media and marketing and just being on there. It doesn't bother me at all. Like a lot of people don't like to look at their phone and see notifications. I live for that <laughs> shit, dude. I I'm turn like them all off. Validation. So. I can't. I can't handle it. I just, you know, I get texts no, and get calls it. are the only things that pop up on my phone. Everything else, I have all the apps, but I have to click on them to make mm -hmm. it happen. Because I, if my phone blinks in the middle of the night, I'll get up and like I can't have anything blinking. So funny. Yeah, no, I guess people have that kind of anxiety. I get it. It's just not me. I'm just like, yeah. It doesn't bother me to like yeah create events and do things it's like what i live for so it's kind of nice um so what got you to do stand up like was this something you always thought you'd do or? yeah i was once like four five years ago i was like a um i randomly got asked to do a monologue for the vagina monologues and for a college production and i was given the monologue that's called my angry vagina and it's the one that's the most i would say like a stand-up set it's very much like just a woman up there ranting about all these things and it's very funny and um i memorized it and just kind of went up there and did it uh to the point where i had people come up to me after me afterwards and were like did you write that like is that yours like did you just like is that your stand-up set and i was like no that's actually just somebody else's but it felt so <laughs> natural and good and it was really um yeah something just like really clicked in that sense and I had done uh high school drama and was always um really good as far as uh I have zero stage fright and zero stage nerves um but I never really liked theater that much because I felt like it wasn't me I had to be a character 
Um, and it took me years to realize that was what it was. That I never that I didn't stick with it. It was because I didn't want to be a character. Yeah, I, I understand myself. that. I've, I've struggled with that. On, I was actually just talking to someone about when I tried to do improv because mm-hmm. I thought improv would help me uh, uh, be oh more uh, on stage, move more, have better movements, like be more active, ha- maybe do character yeah. impressions, all that stuff. And and I realized I hated it, and mm-hmm. it did because it's not authentic to me. Mm-hmm. Even if I maybe stand a little more still on stage than other comics. Like I'm not Robin Williams <laughs> running yeah. all over the stage, but that's, that's him. Yeah, that's That's fine. not me. Um, so you kind of – and I do better when I – more natural mm-hmm. um and that's what you tap into so i'm not a good actor either because mm-hmm. i can't get into the character's mindset but you do have a good stage presence and oh, thank you and that it's interesting a- that we're talking about now because yeah, yeah like your jokes that i've heard the last two nights if i can remember correctly, i mean all of them are about you yeah and that's the same for me it's very hard for me to write like a joke about something that you make out of whole cloth like a, a situation like I, I could i imagine do it and i definitely make social commentary things that are happening but the rest of it's just all jokes based on your own life and your experiences yeah well that way number one no one can say that i stole them because it's like no i was at that gynecologist and mm-hmm. this is what happened to me um and, and number two i just i find mine are, those are funnier for me because they're more real for me um i noticed like a lot of the portland com i'm here in san francisco a lot of the san fran comics are here there's a mm-hmm. bunch from portland there's some from la and washington yeah. boston um, and, even yeah. and everyone seems to have a lot of political stuff mm-hmm. and i feel like maybe it's it's just me where like i actually get so angry that i can't make this funny mm-hmm. um or i think also in new orleans like we're not really as political and it's not really as politically minded as other places so yeah. i feel like that's just kind of you know what i'm coming out of yeah definitely but i think that's what's nice because then we can be authentic and we can be ourselves on stage and we don't necessarily have to worry about being this character yeah, because you and get to just, you know, share things about yourself, and that's really cool. And, mm-hmm. you know, be like, yeah, I have full body hair, head to toe. Fuck mm-hmm. you if you don't yes, agree with me. Like that's I love it. And that's great. And you get cheers, and, and people, you know, maybe someone else who thought about doing that but didn't have the mm-hmm. guts to do it, you know, maybe they'll, you know. That's one of my favorite things about doing it, for sure. I talk a lot about, yeah, I mean, it's, and like you said earlier, like coming around on a, a, a an experience that wasn't pleasant and then years later making it taking it back and making it therapeutic for yourself and then funny for people yeah. and in a way funny for yourself. I talk a lot on stage about my body um, and also my sexual assaults. And I also talk about my dead parents. And I talk about um, bullying and uh, I feel like there's one other major thing that's taboo and um, oh, well, just being sexually promiscuous, I guess people have trouble with that um and those things have really helped me i mean in so many ways i've been the least like sad and depressed about my own issues since i started doing comedy however also i've seen my anxiety increase (laughs) tenfold since doing comedy as far as like do people like me am i doing this right Oh, just, yeah, once you let oh go of that, God, and I don't know stuff. how to, I don't know how to help you do oh, that, please. but, oh, darn. Um, you know, once you can give, like, say, I think Jeannie Garofalo has it, where she's just like, once you can not give a fuck and mean mm-hmm. it, like, you can say that and mean it, it's going to just open up the, the world um, yeah. for you, for sure. Right. But have you had people come up to you after shows and been like, I relate to you on oh, this? Yeah. And I did a joke about my dead mom once at a bar, and uh, this man came up to me, and he was crying, and he was like, thank you so much. He's like... That exact thing that you talked about uh, happened to me like last month, and it's such a random thing because it's basically the story. It, the joke's too long to do, but it's more or less me talking about the fact that I had a 
PB&J sandwich five feet from my dead mom's body because, like, after she died, we had to wait for the hospice people to, like, come and pick her up. And once you die in hospice, they don't rush anymore because you're dead. So we just had to sit with her. And then you get hungry after two hours. (laughs) But you don't want to leave because it's just, like, it's such an intense moment. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Um, So I've made a joke about it. And it's kind of a harsh one. I don't do it a ton because people don't – it's not that big of a payoff for it. But the times I have done it have been nice. And this one time this guy came up to me and he's like, she just passed away last month. And I also sat with her and had my lunch. And it was a very um, isolating experience for me. And I never thought I could really like talk to anybody about it. And I was like, and I told him, I was like, I hadn't either. She's been dead for like over 10 years. And I rarely talk about that specific situation, that specific moment of me sitting there eating that sandwich until I came up with that joke. Yeah. And now I can talk about it without crying. Previous to that, <laughs> I would cry. Okay. So, yeah, so progress. Like, <laughs> progress. And I remember the first time I did it on stage, I actually did almost cry because it was just so, like, <gasps> yeah. like, this moment. And, like, those are the moments I just, like, really like. Yeah. And the fact that he related to it was so powerful. And I was like, I have to keep talking about this stuff because I get pushback sometimes from people for talking about some of these subjects. And I'm not going to, I mean, because ultimately my, my career goals aren't to become, like, a famous comedian. I actually don't want to do that i just want to have a platform where i can talk about these things to make myself selfishly feel better and to like have moments like that with people yeah no i think that's i think that's really great i also think you know uh, like Lori kilmartin has this uh, special she just released called 45 jokes about my dead dad oh my gosh yeah and the first one's like a really cheesy joke and she's like buckle in we have 44 more <laughs> like this is but i think it's like it's one of those topics that people we all have to deal with it at yeah. some point in our lives unfortunately um at one point or another and mm-hmm. i think it's been taboo to like really make jokes about it or talk about it before but i think now that those things are kind of opening up where people are able to you mm-hmm. know where you can have that moment on stage and share it with somebody else and maybe have a little comic relief even if it's for 30 seconds you know exactly totally worth it to me all right well great place for us to end yeah, on <laughs> dead mom jokes Woo! um but anyway can you just tell everybody where they can find you um mm-hmm. at, at this festival particularly and then just oh, in yeah. portland and uh, social media, all that jazz. Fabulous. Promote the fuck out of yourself. Oh, you guys are so sweet. Um, tonight, I am on a show that is called Underwear Only. It's at 10 p.m. And it's the show where the comics will be telling their jokes uh, nude or in underwear. And I'm really excited to be on it. This will be the third time I've told jokes nude on stage. Um, in Portland, there's a show similar called Comic Strip. And uh, the comics get naked as they tell their jokes. And I'm actually, as of two months ago, uh, started being the co-producer of that show um, after being on it once last year and just like loving it and having a passion for it. And I weaseled my way into being the co-producer. So if you're ever in Portland, uh, hit that up. It's Comic Strip. It happens on every last Friday of the month. Uh, Wonderful show. We love touring comics to come through if they're interested in doing it. Um, That's tonight at 10 that I'll be doing that show here at Mutiny Radio. you can follow me social media on all of the platforms. I have the same uh, username, and it's Jenna with a smile. Um, and you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, everywhere that way. And um, I'm also, like I said, helping uh, social media promote for the Portland Queer Comedy Festival happening this July 18th to the 22nd. And we want everybody who falls under the umbrella of all of the alphabet soup that you can say um and we do have one straight show so if you're a super ally and you think you're better than anyone else 
definitely also submit. Um, just there's a part where you can mention that in the application. Um, so we do have the one straight show because we do have, we do care. Yeah, about we're, we're inclusive. Yeah, we're that's inclusive. The whole thing. Yeah, we we're open to everybody. <laughs> um, I think that's about it. Oh yeah, and on uh, Chatterbait, definitely follow yeah. me at Citrus Tits, and I do shows pretty sporadically, but when I do do them. I do them. And there might be jokes, too. Yeah, there might be jokes. <laughs> All right, and thank you, Mutiny Radio, for letting us do this here. Thank you. Uh, this is Near and Queer to My Heart podcast. You can find us on iTunes and Spotify. Um, and thank you to Pam Benjamin, who's amazing. All right, thank I'm Amanda you. G. Thanks. And we're going to make your cummy fantasy come true. So just give us, like, I would say two minutes, if that. <laughs> All right. I'm looking forward to my fantasies coming to life. Do we have, do we have uh, background music that we can play? By the way, we're all kind of high right now. Yeah, <laughs> We're all like a little high, so things are like not moving as quickly as they usually are. <laughs> all right, all right, we're gonna try this. We're gonna attempt this. One sec. All right, give it to me, Fred.
Chinese medicine. Eutonics, with exception to ginseng and reishi, <coughs> come what's, close. What's going on in Chinese medicine, polyrachis has been used as a natural anti-inflammatory and immune system regulator, often used to fortify and strengthen the body when ill and fatigued. In its any state of weakness, a powerful anti-aging tonic, polyrachis contains an abundance of antioxidants and anti-aging compounds in both men and women. Cool. Hello, greetings. How are you? Um, let's just get let's just get a round of applause going. All right. Didn't that didn't that make you feel like less like sad? No. No. Just a little bit, huh? Bring the, huh? I don't actually. I know that's my reputation apparently, but you know. Um, I'm broke right now, so, you know, oh, I don't have any. Okay, starting off real positive. Uh, how you guys doing? How you been? What are you guys doing? It's life just sucking a lot of dick, figuratively. Figuratively? But I don't know what you enjoy, so maybe figuratively that's a, that's a beautiful thing. And, you know, to each their own about that, on that, uh, you know, in that regard. Irregardless, is that's not a word. That isn't a word. Thus the humor in, okay. Um, so here we are, everybody. How you doing, man? I wasn't talking to you. How you doing? Which other night? So a lot of nights. Who yelled at who? What the fuck are you talking about? Oh yeah? Who yelled at who? You yelled at somebody? Okay. I got booked? No. Open mic. They got some good ass uh fried uh chicken <laughs> No, they're not they're like they're um they're little dumplings. I looked at him first and then he looked at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was a, he pre he was a preemptive laugh right there. <laughs> No, it was uh chicken. The chicken wasn't fried. The it was chicken in a dumpling that was fried, like of something. Anyway, it was fucking good. <clears throat> All right. So what do we got? Uh, seven people and a host in this motherfucker. This is beautiful. Uh, is are there more people gonna show up? You think? Well, how you doing? What's what's up? <laughs> yeah, let's turn some of these fucking lights on here. Brighten up the, brighten up the, brighten up the scene. What is this over here? That's nothing. Let's, let's pick something out of the, let's get it, let's get it going. Let's get it going, huh? Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Okay. What is this? Your inspiration? 
None of you motherfuckers. We're just gonna fucking. Huh? What's what? This? That's the hell hat. Are you fucking with me? Yeah, I know you are. Um, what lurks in the darkness? I don't know, uh, Corday. What? <laughs> I think you, you would, you would know. Yeah. I can't lurk in the darkness. I can't lurk in the darkness, man. I'm too pale. I glow in the darkness. All right. I can't lurk. Can't lurk in the darkness. I lurk in the clouds. Do you have a plan? Nope. Um, just how you guys entertained by this. I'm going to rip his dick off. This is what this card says. Whose dick are they talking about? Anybody have any guess? Go ahead, throw out some guesses. Whose dick is... She did write this. Pam. Yeah, yeah. Are you, are you, are you telling me... Are you telling me Jim is going to get his dick ripped off in the office? Is that season... Uh, nine, episode one. Whatever fucking season it's on. Alright. Um. I mean, you know, uh, that's that's a good question because everybody loves Jim. My little brother hates Jim. He's like he's a fucking asshole. You know. He's a dick. Working at for some fucking paper comp company. Always getting an attitude, looking at the camera. These fucking guys, you know, will fucking quit then, you know? Being a dick about it. Fucking, you know, fucking lighten up, Jim. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Always looking at the camera. Always got an attitude and shit. At least you got a fucking good job. Fuck. Anyway. Is alcohol bad? No. It's not bad. It's great. What you got in that what you got in that uh in that thing over there? What you sipping on? Really? Don't fucking lie to me. I know I know I know the I know the routine. Don't fucking lie to me. This cheaper vodka. Where were you at that you saw twelve dollar vodka and there wasn't another option? This. So you only get nice and pretty vodkas. All right. You don't know about you don't know about New Amsterdam. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. If you want some high end vodka. Well, if you want me to put something in there for you, I got you. Are you in the grown-up club? I did that last night. You guys were all here for that. 
It's going good. I know. Thus the, then that was only for you. Was it funny? Damn, who do you look like? Man, you look like fucking Hey Arnold and shit over here. Don't you look like a fucking high-ass Hey Arnold? (laughs) 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 Fucking, your, your fucking eyes are in two different fucking zip codes. Anyway. You got you got some. Your eyes are far apart from each other. <laughs> Just think about that when you look in the mirror later. All right, a little bit of cruelty. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Do you accept my apology? Should we just get on with the show? All right. How many house plants do you have? Anybody want to take this one? Zero. You got two. What do you, what plants you got? Black rose. Black rose. Succulents, huh? Black rose succulents, huh? Very sexual. All right. Do you fuck your plants? Okay. Babies? Anybody? Shit. This is great. Who's having a good time? Fucking shit. Well, you guys don't have nothing better to do? Damn, dude. Why do you have me host the weakest, fucking the most, the least attended? (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Hey, man, y'all need to fucking get on Facebook and promote Mutiny Radio, man. Because this shit is, you know what I'm saying? This is a beautiful. (laughs) No, it deserves more. Okay? There needs to be more fucking people here. And I'm trying to have a genuine, honest, heartfelt moment here. What's your name again? Corbin. I'm trying to have a fucking moment. Um, And I think that, uh, you know, fucking Mutiny Radio. Where would you guys be right now if it weren't for Mutiny Radio? And, you know, that's what you're here. And this is way better, right? Way better. That sneeze sounded... That fucking, that sneeze sounded sarcastic, sir. Sounded like a sarcastic sneeze. Um. (laughs) This man comes in his fucking black rose succulents. (laughs) All right. I don't know. Um, should we get it started? Are you are you running the show over here? No, I mean, who's supervising this? I mean, yeah, you crossed the line, buddy. All right, well, you know, you guys. All right, look, I'm gonna fucking bring y'all up. 
And you guys are gonna have to make these fucking fuckers laugh. Can you do that? Are you guys gonna be able to do that? Yeah. You make these fuckings make these fucking so you better get the fuck off your phone, partner. Cause you know what I'm saying? You part of this audience right now. And if you're on your phone while motherfuckers is up here talking. Yeah, you know. Writing junks and shit. All right. Okay. All right. Well, this is. Let me. T- I'm gonna try. We're gonna. We're gonna make. We're gonna have a good time tonight. Okay. We're gonna have a. Uh, we're gonna have a good fucking time. We're gonna have a good time. Let me tell you. Somebody's not here. Somebody's missing. Somebody. Cause it's it's five, it's seven of y'all and it's eight people on the list. Huh? The first guy is not here. That's what I thought. That's a good call, Jonah. Cause of course, naturally, if the guy's not here, you can't bring him up. So I, you know, that's excellent logic there. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and do that. We're gonna bring up the next guy. The first guy, he's the, both the next guy and the first guy, which is the first the first time I've seen something like that happen. First time I've seen somebody be the next guy and the first guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> God, you guys are you guys are a sad bunch. But I am I am also so. It's going to be, we're going to have a great time tonight. Hey, Alex, you got some jokes, bro? Uh, You're going next and first. You ready? Put your fucking hands together, you six motherfuckers. Alex, Woody. I was going to go drain the foreskin, but I have to hold it in. That's a good thing, though. You can hold stuff in there. You know what I mean? It's kind of like an extra pocket. It's great. Put a Skittle in there. Eat it later. It's got like a twangy taste to it. Oh, you Snapchatting any whores there, buddy? Cordell? Yeah. BBW? Redbone? Redbone? Oh my God, the coffee Latinas are amazing. I'm glad this really turned into a podcast. (laughs) The fuck? What are we, sisters? Come on, what the fuck is this? Corbin, 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 the podcast is over. It's over. I love your name, but it's over, okay? Unbelievable. You know what the worst thing is, is when someone calls you and they want to describe a funeral. Like, motherfucker, I've been to a funeral. Like, you're getting me to your, your level of sadness. I'm already sad. All right? The casket was open. I don't need to hear that. You know what I mean? I don't need to have post-traumatic stress. I'm already having issues. And this is the worst part about it. I'm high. Have you ever gotten high and someone just gives you bad news? The worst... The worst is when you're high and that person, like a friend, calls you and they're like just hating on weed. Like, well, weed has like ruined my life. Like, I'm so glad I'm off of it. 
I'm doing so much better. I'm sitting there like two edibles deep, a couple joints. You know, my kid's crying. I got the headphones on, listen to Ozzy. I don't give a fuck, bro. I'm bored in life. Is that depression? I'm bored. I hate Netflix. I scroll. I don't watch anything. It's not interesting. I don't want to learn. I want to veg out. All right? I'm done with it. Okay? I, I, I don't know how to read well, so I'm not reading. And that gives me headaches. You ever try reading high? It's impossible. The words are moving. You got to put them together. That might be my dyslexia. How do you say it? I can't even talk right now. Okay? This is what happens when you're too bored, but you're not smart enough to realize there's stuff to kill your, cure your boredom. <sighs> there is. Well, uh, welcome to Cockfest 2019. I like this. this is, oh, I'm not scaring them away. I'm just... Right there, Luke Newman. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. No, no. Oh. Oh my God. No, no. Definitely not gonna talk about dogs now. Definitely not. Right. No. Totally. Um. This is great. This is a great. <laughs> Handle this, please. Like I, I, I know like Hillary's up for re-election and shit, but come on. This ain't the voting poll, all right, guy? Uh, sorry, it's just, come on. That wasn't courtesy, talking about the dog and shit. That's like those people I was talking about that call you and bring you down. That brought my sit down. I was about to, I was about to light on fire. Come on, let's be honest. You know what I mean? And she came in. No, it was already ruined. But she came in kind of, come on, bitch. I don't want to learn about the dog. And let's not say bitch. <laughs> let's not say that. Call them huns, okay? That's what I got to do. Huh? Anyone can go better than Luke. My grandma on Dilaudid's could have had a better set, dude. <laughs> but you know what I like about him? He doesn't give a fuck. And that's... <laughs> like drinking a fifth before the set so first year, right? <laughs> oh fuck it so i wanted to tell a story um luke was there i tried to get him to be part of the set luke uh, perfect timing i'm talking about the emeryville mic so what happened was i get in the zone when i get high all right and it's this new emeryville mic bar asian f uh, fusion restaurant bistro a lot of people at least 50 right uh, no, sir. No, this isn't the 20s. This, we're not on a riverboat playing fucking blackjack. All right. Maverick. That was a great Mel Gibson movie. So anyways, I'm fucking by the bathroom. Two all-gender bathrooms, of course, right? Your own personal thing, right? I see a woman go in one with a guy. 
To me, that's hooking up. Then, when we point that, what the f- Oh, oh, he's locking this. Okay. There we go. Now it looks like I'm doing comedy, you know? So, the story. Can I get back to it, guy? Okay. So, Emeryville. I see this girl go in the bathroom with a guy, right? And this other guy's like, oh, yeah, I hooked that up. So, I'm assuming they're hooking up, right? I go back. I smoke a little bit with some black guys. I'm really high before my set. Too high. I feel like an idiot. What am I doing here? I'm, like, questioning everything, right? And I see that same chick at the bar right before my set with a different guy, and they look like they're a couple. He's got the purse and the sweatshirt, right? They look like, you know, maybe they have a house or apartment together and a little chihuahua, all right, that they take on walks Sundays, right? I see the woman as I'm stalking, watching, right? Maybe I should be paying attention to my fucking set, but I'm watching these people instead because I haven't jerked off all day. So, right? She's looking at that guy I saw her in the bathroom with. He flashed me right when I said jerk off. Come on, guy. Can't a chubby guy talk about masturbation anymore? She, she's looking at the guy she went in the bathroom with. And then I see her leave. And this doofus boyfriend, he's sitting there and he's kind of looking. And he's like double taken. And I swear they're holding hands. And they disappear by the bathroom, right? I got to bring this up. So I walk up. And I'm like, I'm pulling some Jerry Springer shit. And I told the guy, your girl's getting fucked in the bathroom. And I just start. <laughs> there you go. Well, I didn't really get in trouble. Just it didn't really go the way I wanted. She came out. But I was gone. He was mad. Yeah, I embarrassed him. But you know what? He needed. Well, here's the, here's the thing. Apparently, they weren't cheating. Apparently they were doing cocaine. That whole what? Yeah, I thought I dude. I'm still convinced she was blowing the other guy or something. How many girls have you lured with cocaine? I've done a couple. You know what I mean? No, I've done it a couple times. San Diego, remember back in 2009, girls loved cocaine. Am I right? But you know, other girls they'll do whatever on cocaine, right? They'll hang out naked. They'll play Twister. It's a long time. Uh, it's a long night. Okay. Yeah, wrap it up. Okay. Um, thank you, guys. My name is Alex Woody. Or they. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, cocaine. Does anybody have any? Okay. Take that burp as a no. Yeah, I believe so, yes, right, Capital? Weed in here? Yeah, but not no spliffs though, right? Gotta be pure ganja. <sighs> you don't know what a spliff is? Oh, you really you from the hood for sure. Oh you don't smoke, period, nothing. Oh you so you're not from the hood. Okay. Um Alright, so you know, this is Madison. This is, you know, it's just a laid back open mic. If you can't tell. If you couldn't tell. If you couldn't. 
tell. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Who's up next? Uh, Jonah, you're up next. Okay. All right, everybody fucking clapping shit for Jonah Pollock. All right, I see that. I see Mutiny Radio now has some sort of. (laughs) I meant that to happen. I meant that to happen. I'm. I am such a fucking punk rocker. I'm like, I'm going to come on stage. I'm going to take this $600 electronic device uh, that I just finished paying off, and I'm going to destroy it uh, to show how cool I am. No. uh, See, Mutiny now has altars in the fucking room to burn incest to get rid of the bad vibes. If Mutiny wants there to be less bad vibes in here, there's going to have to be a lot more than one little fucking stand for some incest. You're going to have to have, like, fucking Jewish priests burning a lamb to God or something uh, to get things over the hump here. Am I right? Hell yeah. I know, I know I'm right. Uh, I've been sniffling all week. Uh, too, yeah. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> you, you on that, you, are, you, are you on that trip? You got that trip going? You got that trip going? Is it like, here's the thing, like, I don't have a lot, I don't have a lot of money, so I don't snort cocaine. Around a lot of comics who don't have money, they're still, still somehow snorting cocaine. Uh, here's a, you brought a burrito? Oh shit. Oh, shit. Okay. All right, now I'm a prop comic. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you all something. Bugs in there? Yeah, larva and shit. Larva and shit. All right, clearly uh, you did not study natural sciences in college. Uh, <laughs> you did? Uh, wait, what, bra- what branch of science did you study? Biology. Biology? Uh, would you try and like use that like romantically, like be like, let me tell you about your musculature or anything like? Uh, did you try to look impressive? So, wait, what caused you to fail at it? Were you just you weren't good at it? You didn't you didn't study hard? Uh, you got busted cheating. What what caused it to not work out? So you successfully cheated, kind of, on occasion. Kind of. Okay, so not only are you bad at natural sciences, you're bad at networking. You, if you want to cheat, uh, you have to get in with the good cheaters and kiss their ass a little bit. That is how this works, including comedy. There are bad comics who just know how to kiss ass with comics who run shows. Uh, this is now a seminar on how to succeed in stand-up comedy, yeah. You have to suck the... I'm putting on a seminar on how to, I'm not exemplifying how to succeed in comedy. I'm backbiting people all the time and it is totally getting to them. Learn from your mistakes. Or just be on a death trip and eventually just do enough cocaine until you're broke and dying. That's also one way to go. Okay, all right, I walked the one woman in the room, so I am a true mutiny comic. Let's do this. Uh, (laughs) All right. Now we can talk about fucking Tinder chicks, am I right? So you guys, I had these like 20 Tinder chicks in my feed who I matched with, who I totally haven't messaged. I'm like, I'll get around to it when I think of the right thing to say, am I right? And you're back. I mean, where, where could she go? Like, there is, I mean, there is also, there is a mental hospital right up the street and that is a safe space. I'm sorry. Normally, I'm a nice person. All right. 
All right, another stand-up comedy lesson. When you're on stage with a microphone, you are a sociopath. That is necessary. I don't care how nice a person you are. You fucking babysit your friend's children. You, like, work with, like, I don't know, fucking wipe the butts of people who, like, can't physically wipe their own butts. When you're up here, you are a monster. Uh, yeah, I'm usually, I'm not, I'm, <laughs> what success? <laughs> Uh, my success comes from dumping pollutants into rivers. That's that's the ticket. Um, I did used to I used to deal the Adderall that I got from a prescription. Yeah, yeah. No, I got I got Adderall for like 20 years, and uh, they told me it was like medicinal, which I don't know how speed can be medicinal. But uh, they explained to me that I, because of ADD, I was going to have a hard time staying employed. So it was medicinal in that they were giving it to me as a secondary uh, revenue stream. <laughs> They're like, you are going to need this to pay your rent indefinitely. Uh, yeah, I did. I stopped taking Adderall, though. And my friends were like, why the hell did you give up like a gram and a half a month of like clean medical grade methamphetamine? And I was like, I don't want to have to lie to my doctor about needing it. Like, <laughs> think about what happens after a while. You go into the doctor, and they're like, so you're on 50 milligrams of speed a day, but you're 195 pounds. Uh, we're going to have to cut out your thyroid. Uh, was it better fucking at Utah when I said, I think you have thyroid cancer? Oh, uh, I said 190. I mean, I'm 180, but, like, I'm trying to. 180, that doesn't sound suspicious. But BMI doesn't take into account fitness level. Tom Brady is... Did you know that according to BMI, Tom Brady is obese? Yeah. BMI assumes that everyone is a lazy piece of shit with no muscles. BMI was just created so that even people in good shape have, like, body dysmorphia issues. <laughs> it's like, if... Yeah. BMI was created by, like, a mean girl person who just wanted, yeah, ev like, let's have everyone be bulimic and anorexic. Um, yeah, wow. You know what? I entertained the fantasy that I was going to turn around the energy in this room, and uh, I'm glad that I got smacked on my ass because, you know, every time you think you're getting better in comedy, it's important to be reminded you are only one mutiny set away uh, from feeling like a complete and total failure. Uh, this is what makes Mutiny fun. Yeah. Yeah, but at least people, people used to fail at Mutiny while drinking and doing, like, nitrous oxide. Now you have to... S Whatever happened to people passing around, like, like whippet canisters? That used to be a thing here. You used to see the... Weed? Are you just giving me a tin full of weed? Holy shit. Oh my god. This is really happening right now? But like I do have a respiratory infection. Can I All right. Uh Yeah. You're you're too mentally stable to be Pam. Do you think Pam listens back to every episode that's recorded here to see if she gets referenced? <laughs> As opposed to all the other great stuff she's doing? Uh, 
cameras. This burrito has heft. Uh, all right. <laughs> it smells completely neutral. Open it. Open it. Rip that in no. Take a bite. Take a bite. Take a bite. Take a bite. It is. It is cold like a corpse. Uh, I would eat it. Turn to Pollock, everybody. Give it up for him. Somebody's gonna somebody's gonna come back and we're like, where did my fucking burrito go? Hey, who turned off these fucking lights? No, they don't. Everybody shut the fuck up. Shut up, everybody. This isn't a goddamn, this isn't a goddamn, uh, you know, free-for-all. Okay? Who turned these fucking lights off? They keep going off against my will. You know what? Fuck them, then. You know, you know what? This is wild. I feel like I've lost control of the room. What do you, why are you giving somebody else's burrito up? Why'd you do that? They might. Okay. All right. I mean, that's cold. That's cold, but that's, but that's reality. I can dig it. Okay. You know what? I I respect your fucking. You know what I'm saying? Your harsh re- nature of reality approach to that. Um, I respect that. Don't leave your fucking chop suey lying around because it will. Somebody will fucking eat it. Uh, and I will make sure of that. Um, um, anyway, uh, so yeah, what were you talking about? Adderall? Yeah, I did some Adderall. (laughs) This guy's funny. (laughs) Oh, no, because they told my little brother he had ADHD, uh, and they might have to give him Adderall. I was like, yeah, yeah, he got it. Yeah, stock that in our cabinet. <laughs> and uh, so I did some Adderall. Cool. All right. <clears throat> Let's 
see what's going on here. Jonah Pollock, done. Alex Woody, done. The next guy we got coming up looks like some kind of Asian name. I'm assuming that's you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, <laughs> Tone Lamb. Come on. I already know that. Everybody get over Tone Lamb right here. Yeah. It's actually Tuan, Tuan Lamb. I'm ethnic. Don't worry about that. Look at my eyes. <laughs> what, was your, what was your name? Tell, tell me your name. Madison, Madison, what do you think of my hair? Be honest. I do look like a girl. I do look like a girl. No, a, a lot of guys, a lot of guys stare at me. A lot of guys stare at me. And then, but then they look away, right? No, but I caught them. I caught them. For a second there, they wanted to fuck me, you know? No, it's all sorts of guys. I'd be driving around. I swear to God, people would be squinting and just, I don't know. I'm causing half the accidents. No, I can't. I'm Asian. It's very rare for Asian people to have a push-up bra. Push-up bra? Why would I need a push-up bra? Oh, God. Mm. They wear makeup. We don't wear makeup. That's a lie already. But girls, it's easy to make a girl laugh than it is a guy, though. What the fuck? Those are some real. <laughs> That's not normal. Yeah, he's the expert. He 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 has the most clout. I can tell. This guy right here, the most status. Clout. It's okay. Luke's white. He can say whatever he wants and get away with it, and no consequences. And everybody still loves him, right, Luke? That's right. I'm Viet I like okay, I'm so I'm Vietnamese and I, I tell people I was born in Vietnam and I haven't been back. And I would be I would meeting I'll be meeting like uh like white people and be like, Oh, you haven't been back? I've I've been there. I guess I'm more Vietnamese than you. <laughs> no, that's not how this work. No, ancestry proves me right. You're just a tourist. Like you can't just go to Africa and all of a sudden Join a tribe. Hey, I'm part of a tribe now. Also, I guess it's the N word. <laughs> Unless you're white. No. No. If if you're white, if you're white, you can because they, you, you know, white people did start start saying the N word. So cultural appropriation. No. That's not a good joke. I don't have an accent. 
scares all the white folks, all the males, because I have a chance of dating their daughter. No, I don't have a chance. I don't, I, they, they raised them wrong. Okay, all right. I was a theater major. Huh? All right, that didn't work. Okay, I was a theater major. So naturally, I'm a Lyft driver. That, that's a good joke. You guys weren't listening, obviously. Uh, so Lyft, no, uh, let me explain. My Lyft passengers like don't don't think I have. Uh, they're surprised that I have free will. Like I like I can't like I can decline them, right? But, but they'll be like, oh no, you can't you can't you can't do that. You got a gun in my head. <sighs> Where was I going with this? Free will. Lyft driver. No, you can't force, okay, all right, okay. If if I, we're gonna abandon that. If I miss the marker by like 50 feet, uh, don't don't come into my car and go, hey, you, you should've made a left back there, you missed it by uh, 50 feet. Oh, do you want me to tip you now? Is this, I'm sorry, uh, you want some real-time cash settlement for your pain and suffering, Brenda? Why don't, you, why don't you just walk to your booty con next time? Because uh, I'm tired of being a third wheel. None? I got a man humming on my set. I never had this happen. It's cold-blooded. Can't catch a break. Every time... Uh, a hot girl like requests me every time a hot girl requests a rise, he always cancels, you know. So I was, I was thinking, why don't, why don't they combine Lyft and Bumble, you know? It's good. Get a free ride in the first date. Okay, we need relatable jokes. Let's do. Let's let's get one relatable joke in, and then I'll get off the stage. Uh, everybody's wearing some sort of jacket. Uh, leather, suede, and denim. Okay. That one's orange. Uh, leather, suede, and denim jackets. What type of demographic do those people do in their spare time? Uh, complain. They also eat. Let's, let's not eat. You, hipsters. She's eating. She was eating. Uh-huh. Right, right, but no, they don't have daughters though, apparently, so it's not relatable. Uh, so let's see what's relatable here. <laughs> he got a point, he got a point. <laughs> okay. You guys know more about that than me, so, all right. I'm gonna. Luke, Luke. Give it up for him. Give it up for him. 
So, Tuan Lam, you you drive Lyft? But all the ladies that get in your car just start cracking up. Okay. Huh? Okay, go ahead. So that was basically just a joke about how you're Asian and probably people were scared. Wait a minute, you gotta, you gotta. You got it. You got. You're signed up. Yeah. So your time will come. What's wrong with? What's wrong with getting a little awkward? What's wrong with that? Okay. Okay. This is what Mutiny Radio is all about. So who are you? So where are you from, Madison? Minnesota. Madison from Minnesota. And what is it you do? Yeah. Ah, this bitch. Gentrifier over here and shit. Hell of a whack. All right, so you're afraid of a little awkwardness? Well, you didn't do that. Maybe. I'd be more awkward. Is it more awkward now? Is it getting awkward? Okay. It can it can get awkward. You thought that was awkward. We can make it awkward in this motherfucker. Don't you think that that's as awkward as it gets here at Mutiny Radio? All right. Look, okay, let me tell you something before I bring this next guy up. But this is what we do here at Mutiny Radio. We fail and we bomb and we're awkward and and we suck, okay? So if you came here thinking that it was, everything was going to go smoothly and it'll be all nice and smooth and shit, you came to the wrong fucking place, all right? You came to the wrong place. Kelly Evans, everybody. Thank you, thank you. Nations. All right. Yes, yes. Uh, Luke comes to mutiny and fails and he bombs and he just fucking wrecks it up. That's a good job, man. And no, I appreciate it. You made it on time uh, to host. <laughs> fucking just like perfect timing, really. I mean, I, actually, I was actually being literal. I was impressed. I was impressed because I would have been late. All right. Uh, what the fuck to talk about? I'm from Texas. Yeah, thank you very much. I miss it sometimes, uh, but also I hate it because <laughs> uh, Texas is fucking, it's like an ex-girlfriend that like was a horrible relationship, uh, but then it's been a few years and you're like, oh man, <sighs> she was so hot though, you know? And then you realize, no, 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 no. She uh, like branded me, literally. I got branded. I don't want to talk about it. Anyway, I've got some scars. Um, yeah, yeah. No, 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 we're moving on. We're moving on. I told too much. <clears throat> I can because I have the microphone. I can say whatever the fuck I want. That's what that means. Yeah, that's what I, I don't know if you've, you'll find out. You'll be up here soon. All right, and then we'll all not laugh at you. Um, like you're not laughing at me. That was, 
That was the point. Don't don't make, don't make a sad face. Look at Jonah's. Wow, Jonah was like really em empathic for a moment there. He's like, oh, God. like okay. Well. I thought you were a sociopath. You just told us you were a sociopath. Ah, okay, fair enough. But when you get off, you're a lovable person. Just anyway, okay. Well, let's talk about what I want to talk about. Jesus Christ. Anyway, I'm from Texas. And uh, periodically, I, I, you know, fuck that joke. What I want to talk about is the fact that we have a lot of stereotypes. You know, everybody thinks we have guns, which is not the case. I mean, I, I do have a gun, but I mean, most people don't have guns. Anyway, also, like, everything's bigger in Texas. Uh, that's a lie. And we all ride a horse. I mean, come on, man. Like, we're all secretly racist. That's fucking bullshit, too. That's all. They're all lies because we're very openly racist. It is very obviously... <laughs> racist all right like seriously you don't get a confederate tag uh, a confederate flag tattooed on your ass and also attend a black lives matter rally like that's not a thing you don't see it. anyway all right well i'm still working on that one but that's why we're here just to try new shit uh that is undeveloped uh when we're intoxicated okay cool uh what's up what's up okay uh let's do this shit okay just said okay like 12 times i apologize the real dick move. Okay. Just for you, Luke. Because you're so... I don't know. I don't got anything. You're handsome? I was saying that's a lie. I don't want to lie to you, you know? Because of care... No, okay. All right. I'm just going to move on to this shit. Yeah? Yeah? That? I'm like bisexual on like a 10-year average, you know? It's like... It's not like I'm... I'm not gay. It's just... Uh, I'm like bad at peer pressure, you know? It's like... <laughs> it's really it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> speaking of like my roommate and I were talking the other day and she was telling me that like cheesecake is her cocaine, which is fucking <laughs> really cheesecake's your cocaine. Have you ever like called three different people at midnight eight times in a row for fucking cheesecake? Like, no, you have not. Have you ever let your gay roommate blow you just because he had cheesecake and you were drunk a little bit? You know, fuck it. You know, he's got more cheesecake. Let's see where this goes. No? See, that's where that happens. Uh, there you go. You know? Okay. Spiral into a... That is. That is. I've gone to two... Do you know what? You go to... You know how much stupid... Yeah, of course it did. <laughs> Yes. Everything is more entertaining with cheesecake. Fuck yeah, man. People are funnier. The conversation is better. You want to talk about your life for some reason and your theories about why the moon landing didn't actually happen or whatever the fuck you believe in. Uh, and if anyone has cheesecake, you know, let's, uh, let's eat some, you know. It's a, it's a small bathroom, but we'll make it work. Oh, I can't wait for Pooja. That's great. <laughs> She's, if she has actual cheesecake I'm gonna be fucking pissed off I'm gonna be really because you totally misunderstand that joke okay anyway uh, but kind of talking about going to a party you don't want to be at I was thinking about this earlier today I was like nothing makes you feel more pathetic than like trying to have sex like just trying to get fucking like you do the stupidest shit 
You wear like a band t-shirt of some fucking band you don't know or care about. You don't give a fuck. You follow around some fucking chick around a bar like a lost puppy dog because she might have sex with you. And then she does it. You fucking, what's the worst thing? Oh, I joined a fraternity in my senior year. In my fucking, it wasn't for the brotherhood. I'll tell you that. It was not for the brotherhood. Anyway, that's something I was just thinking about. Uh, yeah. Okay. Fucking what hor other horrible jokes do we have that are undeveloped? Oh, uh, I was thinking about aliens recently, you know? Like if aliens come to the planet, like what would they be like? What would the experience be like? And of course, you know, being from Texas, I have a unique perspective because I have my own ideas about what would happen. What? Oh, yeah. Thank you. It's not just an open mic. It's a poetry slam. So, uh... Anyway, uh, so, like, no matter what happens, like, I have an idea if, like, they landed in Texas, you know, what would, like, they could be beautiful and, like, extending out, like, messages of peace and love and prosperity and, like, knowledge and just have these tentacles filled with light and ecstasy and just touching people and you, like, are filled with the most orgasmic experience. You're just, like, coming over and over and over again and they, like, descend upon Dallas, Texas and then they fucking blast them in the face because, yeah, I would rather you be dead uh, than I find out what you are. Seriously. That's it. It's like uh, shoot first and don't ask questions. Why? Fuck that. Uh, knowledge is not power. Uh, guns are. That's why we have guns in Texas. All right. <laughs> that is a yawn and not a laugh. Fucking fantastic. <laughs> All right. What other stupid shit do I have? Has anybody done Salvia before? Yeah. I'll finish on this. Salvia? Yeah, we got one person. Has the rest of you not done Salvia? No. Oh, God. You should go out and get some salvia right now uh, because it's amazing. You should. It's a great experience. That's, that's a lie. It's a complete lie. But you should still do it. It's a horrible experience. It's the worst thing. It's also a specifically bad experience uh, when you do it uh, with the neighbor that you just met who could possibly be violent and uh, is threatening everyone at the party because that's when I experienced it. And it's not really a good time to do that because it feels like you're in a fucking washing machine and you have no control over your body and you're spiraling around the room and all of a sudden people are in a fist fight. This actually happened. And uh, then you have to go to the hospital you know because uh danny's bleeding for some reason anyway uh all right that's my time Woo! i lost the lost the balance of chin thank you that's good that's great this is good that's great i mean we want to place bets on whether the uh the lady's coming back did she leave her food she left her food we're eating it Right. Hey man, uh So yeah man, I think you got a chance there, buddy. This is Hey, You're gonna you're you're gonna leave you're gonna leave before I bring the black dude up, you fucking racist piece of shit. Well, I I think it is a bad thing. We got the 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 the, the, the token black guy in here coming up. He's gonna leave. Can you believe that? 
Corday, can you believe that shit? Did you, did you, Scanless? Let me tell you guys something. I'm going to remember this night for the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be the night I tried to kill myself. Boom, went went from real positive to real negative, just like that. Uh, no, but I'm not gonna kill myself. And if I, if ever it comes out that that I did, um, let me tell, I'm gonna tell you right now. This was fucking, it was the Illuminati. Just, it was. That's what I'm saying. Huh? I don't know. I don't know yet. But I'm telling you. If I ever get fuck you. (laughs) 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 All right. Corday Snell, everybody, give it up. Uh, How y'all doing? Y'all good? Are y'all good? You could fucking answer me. All right. God damn it. Shit. Answer, Answer a black man when he's talking. Yes. I know, exactly. That's the fucking point. It's the motherfucking point, right? Also, I got a comment earlier when he was talking about Asians can say the N-word. No, the fuck you can't. Huh? Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I had, I had a white bitch tell me she was more African than me because she was born in South America. No, 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 the fuck you aren't, okay? All right. You don't deal with this black struggle. Okay, also. But she had big tits, and I was trying to fuck, so I kind of let her think she that she could see that, but she actually couldn't. I told her after we graduated, I didn't fuck. You're not more blacker than me, and fuck you. So, um, but, uh, so I'm vegan. Um, yeah, yeah, I know, right? I don't, this doesn't, nah, I mean, I've been vegan for a year, man, but I've lost like 40 pounds, so I don't, oh, yeah, so thank you. I don't, you know. I've gained back 30, but I lost 40 at one point. I lost 40 <laughs> at one point. Um, the funny thing about going vegan is that white chicks are so supportive. They're like, oh, my God, you're vegan? Oh, do, do you know any place to shop? Like, I can, I can drop a list of activities and things you can do to help to come back to you being vegan. Like, I, I got you. I got you. You tell a dude he vegan, like, a motherfucker was like, he was like, since when? Last week, motherfucker? Like, shit, people get on your, like, first off, I'm black, and it's hard going to a black barbecue and telling people, I'm vegan, cause they start giving you shit immediately. They was like, so you you ain't eating no ribs at this fucking barbecue? That's how you feel, Corday. That's how you feel. But if you was to think about it, right? If I'm vegan, that means there's more meat for the rest of y'all, right? No, but my family got a problem. It's like, so you gonna bring your plant-based burgers and put it on this fucking grill? I don't fucking think so, Corday. That's not what's gonna happen. And the funny thing about it was, after I brought my plant-based sausages and burgers and stuff like that, after they got through eating most of their shit, they walked over and was like, hey, yo, can I try some of that shit? I was like, no, motherfucker. He's like, I'll switch you. I'll give you a rip for your old, right? You can't have none of this, but kind of sample your, some of your shit anyway. Um, also, dudes are stupid. You want to know why we're stupid? It's because, like, yo, have any dudes in here been single, right? And you're like, damn, I wish I had a chick or some shit like that, right? And then you start talking to a female. And then y'all like hitting it off and then she want to get serious. And then you start thinking like, shit, I get serious with her. But what about all the pussy I'm going to give up if I, if I start dating her, right? Think, but not really thinking about it. You wasn't getting pussy beforehand. 
So you're like, damn, then your homie start convincing you. He was like, dude, don't get with her. Bro, it's so much pussy out here, bro. What about that one girl that will smile at you at the diner? You can still go talk to her. You can't fuck her in your relationship and shit like that, right? And then so you don't get with the girl, right? You try to hang out with your homies because you're trying to keep it down, right? But then your homies get in a fucking relationship. It's like, bro, how you gonna get in a relationship when you told me not to get in a relationship? It was like, well, dude, because I can fuck her. I can't fuck you. And I was like, well, you could fuck me, but we don't get down like that. So, you know, it's kind of a, you know, yeah. Um, a little bit of rant but also any guys ever noticed that the moment you get in a relationship is when chicks start like trying to date you like it's like they can smell the commitment on you like is that commitment i smell over there like is that is that good morning text hmm, is that ever loving love right there i smell like i don't fucking get it you know like i so i honestly just tell people that i'm married and then i start fucking chicks they're like and i start feeling guilty i'm like i'm cheating on my wife not again she's like don't worry you know eventually you know i is it, it, it maybe for the better you know because it seems like you're not happy i know she just treats me so bad it was like well maybe we can continue this relationship i'll say yes the fuck we can't continue this relationship because bitch i'm not married but i tricked you with shit like that right um <laughs> <laughs> it was uh she fell for it and we kind of we kept on fucking a few more times but she was kind of pissed i lied but you know it's whatever i got i got laid that's the end of the end of the day um how many dudes like chicks who wear a lot of makeup you guys anybody right don't like it right like as you think like what's the what's the fear what's the biggest fear yeah, yeah waking up to, waking up to her like in the morning right but think about this right waking up to the in the morning right and she might be uglier than what she was when she went at night. But what's the thing that you failed to miss about that whole sentence right there? If you wake it up to her in the morning, right, that means you fucked. Mission accomplished, because you fucked her, right? So mission accomplished. Instead of thinking like, oh, dude, what's she going to look like in the morning? I don't want to date a chick with makeup. What is she going to look like in the morning? If you fucked, mission accomplished. And now she looks kind of scary in the morning. You now know that you can't spend the night at her house. You can just fuck. And you got to go. You got to make up some story. I got to work early in the morning or some shit like that. But you still fucked anyway. So um, that's good. Also, so uh, I like to date white girls. Um, or at least the course of my family I do because I dated one in the fifth grade. Um, <laughs> and it's funny because my homies say that I date, uh, white girls, but I date offensive linemen, kind of big white girls, which ain't true, but you know, that's what they tell me all the time. It was just one girl, but they hold on to it. So according to my friends and my family, I date chicks who look like they play for Alabama's offensive line, you know? So, uh, they big and shit like that, but hell yeah, I made a bitch who, who like play for Alabama's offensive line, right? Because uh, according to Alabama, so that bitch gonna get drafted. You know, she gonna become a millionaire. You know, I'm gonna stick this shit out. You know, I was it was a little hard initially, like back in January, because when they lost to Clemson, I couldn't be standing on the sidelines with no fucking loser. I start going over to like Clemson's offensive line, try to hang out with those white bitches. You know, but um, we're gonna stick through it. She just entered the draft, so she got an agent and shit. I'm gonna see this shit through. And if she get an injury, I'm gonna divorce her, and then I'm take all the money she got, like most white chicks do. Um, um, <laughs> I got, I'm glad you guys like that. Um, so yeah, uh, anybody a fan of TLC? Right, right. Fucking remember that song, No Scrubs? Right, growing up, that was the shit. No more, no scrubs. Guys, Scrubs is the guy who can't get no love from me. I fucking hate that song. I fucking hate that song so much because growing up, chicks would be like, like Corday, I don't want to talk to you because I don't want no scrubs hanging out the side of your best friend's ride, trying to holler at me. I'm like, bitch, I'm 10, what the fuck are you talking about, scrubs? 
my best friends, right? You talking about my mom's van? What the fuck you talking about? Also, I don't know why you bring this shit up. We at the fucking, we are the fucking um, swings. What this shit got to do with the fucking like best friends, right? I don't know. That's fucking. I hate that song. Um, there's a lot of scar tissue to me. Um, yeah, scar tissue. What the fuck is it? Man, for sure, man. We for sure, for sure. Fuck them. And if I. Also, fun thing about that song is, right, them chicks was talking about, I don't want nobody who, I don't want a broke dude hanging out the side of their best friends, right? Them bitches sold platinum albums that was still broke. They make $50,000 off a fucking platinum ass CD. So you calling me broke? Bitch, you broke, all right? Fucking three of y'all got to divide that shit up and all that shit. It's talking about all this bullshit. Ah, uh, just giving a history lesson real quick. Um, I'm going to give you guys something to go off of or close this shit out with. Um, you know, You know what upsets me? Why do chicks ask so many goddamn questions when you're watching a movie? Like, why are you asking, like, chicks be always be like, um, do you know, like, what's going to happen? Uh, I'm like, like, what's going to happen? Oh, my God, is he going to die and shit like that? Why do they always ask that, right? Like, you got to explain to chicks. Like, I explained this to my sister or chicks I'm dating. I'm like, yo, okay, first off, I didn't write this movie. I didn't produce it. I didn't help direct it. I didn't see this before I came out with you to see this fucking movie. So I don't know what the fuck's going to happen, okay? Also... I think the worst thing they ever did is like when you buy a DVD at home and then you watch some shit with someone because now they get the opportunity to leave or then if they get confused, they can rewind the shit back. Like I remember I watched like phone, phone booth, right? right uh, I watched phone booth. That shit is an hour and 10 minutes. We spent three hours because my sister was confused and she didn't get exactly what was going on in that shit. You know, it's fucking, I don't know. They say dudes are dumb, but bitch can't, bitches can't get movies. I don't know. Fuck. Um, that's it. <laughs> That's it for me. I've been Corday. Thank you. Beautiful, beautiful. Can you say something? Hey, my man, you got a cigarette? All right. Beautiful. No, sir. Where, who the, where the fuck you come from? Okay. Um, that's against the rules. Welcome, folks. How you guys doing? Doing good. I see you signed up. Is that right? Yeah, you signed up. You sign polite. Just an open mic. You sign your name on a list. That means you're coming on stage. This isn't this isn't a fucking AA meeting. You know, signing up. Okay. All right, well, fucking welcome anyway. You don't have to go up if you don't want to, but that is what the, that that list means, just so you know. So I may call you up when it gets to your name, but you don't got to come up, but, um, you know, and you, you, you enjoy, the, enjoy the show. Okay. We got we got fucking Beavis and Butthead over here. Oh, God bless you guys for coming through. God bless you. You didn't want. It sounds like you didn't want to be here. All right, you you fucking you want to tell some jokes, don't you? <laughs> Your friend is not supportive at all, other than that he's here, and God bless him for that, and God bless the both of you for that. And uh, what's your name, man? What's your last name? What? Because I didn't know how to pronounce it. 
So Corbin. Damn, you kites. That sounds like fucking Russian dude trying to get out of check. Damn, you kites. I don't know. All right, everybody give it up for Corbin. You talk to him. You tell him. Hey man, you might you might just have to go. I don't know how long you've been doing comedy, but you might just have to go tell jokes and kind of in front of these four people. We've all been there, Corbin. We've all been there. You don't. If you're funny, if you no, know, go ahead and log it because I'm about to go out there in a second. But uh, but you know I don't know. Are you new to this shit? Okay, well, then you should know that part of the game is you got to fucking make, like, two or three people laugh sometimes. Yeah, they, they didn't, they're not, they not going to laugh at you anyway. Damn, he locked his second lock. All right. Well, that was, that was. Okay, well, you know, don't take that. Yeah, that's that's your own personal shit. Everybody, give it up for uh, Corbin. Damn, you kites. Thank you, everybody. All right, guys. Uh, why do we even have a microphone? You know, it's such a small, nice room. I don't want to shit on it though. You know, it's actually better than this little. I lived in a little shack uh, in a backyard in Burbank once upon a time. And uh, we had like a makeshift stage and some trees. And I would like play some riffs on the guitar and jump off this big piece of plywood. And we felt like we were all superstars. And we had a little like psycho thing just like this. And I would do that, but like tune, I'd make tunes. And the, the neighbors hated us, you know, they absolutely hated us. Um, yeah, it's really good to not be in uh, the shithole of Los Angeles anymore. Um, also had some shit I wrote down on my phone. So let's figure out, you know, if we can lock this again, I can talk as long as I want to. So <laughs> welcome to the Corbin Dammy Kaida Show, everybody. So happy to have you on here today. Woo-hoo! All right. Uh, so first and foremost, what's going on? I'm also from Texas. Um, and I also have had somewhat gay experiences that I did not necessarily want. So I could really relate to that guy. Uh, really happy the girls left because I have a raging herpes outbreak right now. And I really wanted to be able to talk about it. Um, let's talk about... I also forced a kid to eat a mold cookie when I was a little kid. Um, you, this isn't going to make sense to you guys. Um, but uh, this guy almost ate a burrito that was like probably a month or two old. Um, Say what? No, no, this guy over here. This guy who who left for his cigarette, but it's okay. <laughs> has two cigarettes or three cigarettes, however many cigarettes before uh, we decide. See if I can get through this list of shit. Um, okay. Um, so I feel like I'm in like the the scene from Pulp Fiction, you know, where like they they get caught in the basement and there's like you find out they're like BDSM. I just feel like something really bad is gonna happen to me right now. Um, let's talk about. Um, I feel like they were trying to act like they had a lot of clout with like some of their um, 
like he was saying, oh, I'm dating this bitch and stuff like that. And I don't, I don't know if things are necessarily going that well for him. Um, you know, I had some, some up and down times with dating myself, you know, I was like single for a year and that was when I was doing the most comedy. I had no sex for a whole year and I was doing comedy like every night and my whole set was about like not getting laid and like being single and feeling like unfuckable and undateable. Um, and it was really rough on me, man. Um, and then, yeah, I've been in a relationship and just like the black guy said, uh, I'm so happy he's outside. I just wanted to break up all the time. You know, I'm just like, I feel chained. I hate it. Um, let's see. Um, da, 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 da. So I've been doing, um, I used to do the same scripted presentation. I have nothing, nothing uh, ready right now. No, no jokes, no turns, no classic comedy turns for you folks. There's nothing lined up. Um, I have a list of things to go off of. Let's see, we, I've been, I used to do, I used to do a folk cam web show when I lived in Los Angeles. I got paid a whopping $15 an hour to play folk music and I would play for eight hours a day. I lived in the ghetto and uh, they hated it so much. They threw rocks through my window. There was ambulances. Uh, it was very scary. And now, I get paid big money for a webcam show, I mean relatively big money, um, because I'm a salesman. And I moved to San Francisco. Uh, I'm also going to make this uh, seminar, okay? I moved to San Francisco with $50 in my pocket and barely enough for one week of hotel, caffeine pills, and uh, like 20 PB&Js. This is a true story. I really had $50. And I remember being in Dolores Park and thinking, oh my God, I'm so completely, absolutely fucked. And there's no way out of this, really. And just looking at the sky and like thinking about homelessness and this girl that I had talked into having sex with me. And, you know, I, I was actually starting to get laid again because I had to work so hard. I was doing petitions for like $3 a signature and I'll get like 100 or 200 of them a day because I needed it, you know. And so I just aggressively fight for uh, the le to keep flavored tobacco legal and it didn't win. But I got a lot of money in the process, enough to launch a career in sales again after having not done petitions for a couple years, enough to, to have some some money. Things are going better now, uh, but I'm a workaholic doing like 70 or 80 hours a week. I'm losing my fucking mind. Um, I feel like I'm 26, I'm gaining weight. I feel like I'm living like in a 35 or a 40 year old person's body. This girl is saying she wants to fucking marry me sometimes, you know? And it's like, I've gone from like, oh, I can't get laid and I'm poor to like, I fucking am in this relationship and I'm making money, but like, it's not any better, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it fucking sucks. Um, but not like necessarily. It is really nice to know that like I could just not work for like a year or two years and be okay. Like I do have a little bit of a nest egg saved up. But for San Francisco, it's like it's all relative, you know, like you have so long to go before you really have money here. Um, so long to go. But yeah, I do a web webinar every day. It's the same exact same exact script. I'm doing a screen share. I'm selling some software, slinging some deals slinging some real estate technology all over the place. And um, yeah, that's where I put my entertainment energy these days. Um, so let's see, I have three bullet points left. Fuck the girl at Dolores Park. I'm stuck in a codependent relationship. 
Um, oh, and anytime someone tells you on the phone, like if, if someone is trying to sell you something on the phone and they say that they need approval from their boss, uh, they're almost never talking to their boss. Um, I just want to say that, right? So they're almost always stalling for time, trying to find ways to fuck you in the ass a little bit. Um, I've done it. I've done it more than I care to admit. Um, I have some, I have a kind of an aggressive sales personality. I've, I've sold a lot of bullshit. Um, and, uh, yeah, anytime someone tells you that, uh, prices are based off an algorithm, who can relate to this? What is, what, what does my life come to? You know, what am I doing with my life these days? Is anyone else a workaholic that just can't stop working? Does anyone else go through that? Are you guys going through that right now? Yeah, what do you do for work? You're a web developer. Okay, how much more time do I have? Hey, it's so great to have everybody back now that I'm finishing up. All right, so, you know, I uh, recently, my friend was telling me, hey, Corbin, you know, you should really be a Mormon. And he was telling me all about it. I thought, you know, I would love to be a Mormon. You want to know why? Uh, it just dawned on me that, I don't know if you know this, when you're a Mormon, when you die, you get your very own planet. And I thought, you know, sign me up. I've been looking for great reasons to kill myself. My guy, Corbin. Damn, Eukaitis. Damn, Eukaitis. All right. Well, you know what? Let me tell you. Let me tell you some. Let me tell you some. First of all, put that away. Okay. I don't know who you fucking think you is. Out here, just you know what I'm saying. You see the fucking sign? No alcohol in or out. My right capital. <laughs> he know I got some drink in my pocket. Anyway, uh, but I don't though. All right, all right. Fuck. See, this is a t this is a hard room. They're not laughing at me. They they're not laughing at you. I thought I could overcome it. Yeah, I don't know. It's a dip. It's difficult, and that's just part of being a comedian, man. So, and sometimes, you know, motherfuckers got to take a cigarette break, and so you got to talk to like two people, and it's just more. It's just a challenge, you know. Okay, you know, and you know, let's give a round of applause for this guy for you know, trying to give up the cigarettes. Round of applause. Round of applause. Okay, well, you, you give me one clap. All right, fuck you then. You can fucking beat his ass later if you want, Corbin. Damn you, Kytus. Um, All right, so our next comedian, she's here. She's in the flesh. She's about to be funny. Right? Aren't you? What's your last name? It says, it says D on the list. Or do, would you prefer not to give it? Okay. All right. Okay. Um, everybody give it up for Madison D. Thank you. I'm like mildly worried about Pooja. Pooja, are you okay? All right, just checking. <laughs> this is me being a good friend, you guys. This is what healthy friendship looks like, you know? Um, 
I also didn't realize I was about to go up. Do you guys want to hear about Stockholm Syndrome? I don't know how well you're going to relate to this. Uh, I feel like I have fashion Stockholm Syndrome, you know? Like, I'll see something, I'll be like, oh, that's that's really ugly. And then I'll see it, like, three more times, and I'll be like, I guess that's what people are wearing these days. And then, like, six more times, and I'm like, well, I guess now I own this, like, bomber jacket with the furriness on the inside <laughs> I don't know they just they get you used to it and then you see it five years later and you're like I was mistaken so mistaken women laugh at that more but I promise I don't have any female audience members right now um but honestly I think that Stockholm syndrome is like the best thing that could ever happen to you like if it comes down to it and you're kidnapped and you have the choice between being Belle, like, okay, so you know Belle from Beauty and the Beast, right? Okay, so she has the choice between being kidnapped with a monster and living in a castle with a prince. Which one would you choose? It's obvious. Choose the one that's fun. That's your brain protecting you. Like, lean into Stockholm Syndrome, okay? That's all I'm saying. Guys, I'm still worried about Pooja. Okay. Just making some promising sounds. <laughs> oh. So, I have this necklace. It's in the shape of a compass as a reminder to myself that I get lost a lot. Like, when in doubt, I'm in lost. Success. Excellent. I'm so happy for you. Um... I have a personal rule for myself because of how often I get lost. It's, uh, if the map's wrong, you're lost. That's what it means. If the map, if you start thinking, oh, they must have screwed up this map design, you're lost. You don't know where the fuck you are. This is based on a trip I took to the Canadian border. I was like leading a camping and canoeing trip. The last thing my boss said to me before I left was, it's a felony to camp in Canada. And I was in charge of seven 13-year-old girls. So I told them, if you see the Mounties, you stay there and we're going to run. Because you're under 18 and if you get a felony, it'll clear. <laughs> it won't for me. <laughs> Thank you for laughing at that, my child abuse story. Um, yeah, so, okay, I think, I feel like I've made it clear. I have a poor sense of direction. So, for me, San Francisco is just, like, a large space composed of, like, different bars I've done open mics at. Or, like, you know, like, random places I recognize. And occasionally, those, like, merge together, and I'm going to an open mic, and I'm like, oh, someone that I slept with lived around here. It's like, this is familiar. And I slowly connect these areas, and that's how I understand a neighborhood. But sometimes, are you, what are you doing, Pooja? Is that a picture or video? Because I prefer not a video.
bitch. You're free like a bird. Yeah, you never see one without the other. Oh, somebody's peeing right now. Who's that? Who remembers who went to the bathroom recently? We could put their sounds on the radio. All right, well, that's reasonable because phones die. I forgot where I was going with my last one, but like now I'm going to go into my masturbation joke. Oh, oh, right. <laughs> I do remember where I was going. Um, Semi-recently, I came across this case where I was like, wow, this apartment looks familiar. And then I was like, oh, I remember that Vietnamese couple upstairs. Then I was like, oh, I've fucked someone in this bedroom before. <laughs> and like, how do you explain to someone that's why like, you can't come? You know, like, what do you say? What do you say in that situation? No, that's not a solid punchline. Okay, I'm gonna go into my, oh, I think they're gonna fuck and I'm kind of pumped for Pooja. <laughs> I'm such a good friend, I hope she can't hear me. Can you hear me? You're so beautiful, that is exactly what I said. <laughs> All right, okay, this is my final joke because it seems like a good time to be done with this activity. Positivity? No one has ever asked me to be on their positivity team before because they've like heard me talk about my own life. Discourages that. Um, how do you guys feel about masturbation? You're pro masturbation, yeah? When do you ask your friends for masturbation tips? Okay. You're missing out. I prefer to ask my friends about masturbation at brunch. Like, I want to know, that's when I ask them. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Like, you've had a couple of mimosas, but nobody's going, like, trolling for dick in, like, the immediate future. And, like, really, what are Sunday afternoons for if not masturbating? So brunch is the perfect time to ask for tips. The afternoon is the perfect time to masturbate. <laughs> Just so we're clear. Yeah, obviously you're missing out on opportunities to learn. Cause like, okay, so you claim that you know everything there is to know about masturbating. Like you can do it to completion and that's what counts. See, I feel like maybe I could do it better. You know, like by definition, it's something you do alone. So how do you know if you're doing it wrong? Like, how do you know if you could be getting yourself off in a more enjoyable way? Like, I have imposter syndrome around masturbation, okay? This is what I'm trying to tell you. And so to, like, counter it, I just ask my friends, you know, about, like, for tips and tricks. And the best trick I've ever learned, if you're curious at all, I mean, you obviously told us you have it down to a science. Congratulations. Are you curious? Do you want to know how to do it better? Pooja, do you want to know how to do it better? No, she does not. She is busy. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't need to masturbate. Anyways, the best tip I've ever gotten is 
it's all about like what you focus on you know like you can focus on like someone from a movie or like someone you interact with in like real life but I prefer to focus on like me having my life together <laughs> like that is just so hot so now I really get off to the idea of myself having curtains which I feel like my neighbors would also enjoy <laughs> thank you All right, that was fucking beautiful, wasn't it? God damn it. All right, so now there's a, there's a couple options here going on. Pooja. Pooja. Yeah. What do you got? You got some funnies? You got some giggles and, and some... You don't need a routine. You don't need one. I mean, that's, you could just come up here and get that off your chest. You got five minutes to talk about, to talk about it. You fucking, listen. You fucking come up here, you got five minutes to talk about whatever you want to talk about. And it'll be funny or it'll not be funny, but it'll be feel good to get it off your chest. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Tell us about whatever. That's okay, we're all with you. Okay? You know what I'm saying? We'll cry, we'll cry together. We'd, we'll never be that. This is not a judgmental place. This is a place full of love. If you come here, talk about Pooja, everybody. She's going to talk about whatever she wants. Hi, guys. Every, uh, so, today's in the night. I've always wanted to be a stand up comedian. So, I'm standing here in the lights and I'm like here trying to tell you guys about funny stuff. But tonight's not going to be about funny stuff. Tonight's going to be about, like, me and my sorrow. Because my dog was put down tonight. And, like, I feel like everyone's, like, kind of nodding their heads in a way that's kind of like, yeah, yeah, okay, like, let's get on with the funny. But <laughs> it's been a really long, really hard night. Mm-hmm. Has anyone of you guys ever dealt with an animal passing. No, no. Yes. I hear. I see like that long, deep nod. And like, what happened with you? Well, <laughs> what happened with your cat? What What happened? But like, something must have led up to it. Is this old? What about uh, you? You. What what happened to your dog? Sorry, everyone's gonna end up crying. That's what it did. Yeah. This is not a, this is not a comedy show you signed up for. This is a, a show about where we talk about how animals are not good good enough for us. So what happened to your your animals? Okay, 
I'm sorry. How did you deal with it afterwards? How did you deal with it afterwards? By drinking a lot, like me? And then somehow ending up on a stage? <laughs> okay, and then Matt does how she deals with things. Why am I on this stage anymore? Like, I'm not here to, like, make people feel funny, is that I? <laughs> I got seven minutes to do whatever I want. So, here's what I want. I'm going to tell you. I had a dog who loved me. He made me feel, like, amazing. He was my best buddy. He was, like, if you've ever read the story, he was my Winn-Dixie. He went, we went with me to the store. He would buy chocolate with me and back to my house, and he would sit next to me while I got yelled at by my mom because I bought, like, chocolate when I wasn't supposed to. And today he died. <laughs> he was my best friend. And it was really, really fucking And I'm sorry to bring everyone down, but I was invited to the stage. It was really, really fucking a hard day. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, really, really fucking rough. But I think everyone knows heartbreak. And there's no tougher heartbreak than a dog cannot share this life with you or longer than you. You know? In any case, I have been trying to build up my. Maybe a couple of jokes. Maybe a couple of jokes. Let me think about that. Let me think about that. I don't really it is a difficult transition. So the moment that you like you're talking about your dog dying because that's what you've been fixating on the whole night. <laughs> I don't really have a joke right now. Okay, so can somebody throw topics out at me? Like y'all are y'all are helping hey, me right now. Y'all are helping me because I'm like a depression depressing. Oh oh oh! Look at this! Look at this! Okay, all right. Roast another comic on the belt, but I don't know anyone. Okay. Let's keep going. The farthest you've ever run. That's about 0.25 mile. Anywhere. The month. Yeah. Quarter mile. And you into that? Do you know the time? What type of times are we talking about? Mm-hmm. What are we talking about? I do want the shrimp. You can start eating the shrimp. Do you know the time? Do you know the time? What's your longest time? What do you people think about time? Can everyone raise their hand? What do you think about time? Not real. What do you think about times at all? What does time mean to you? Mm, it means something. Mm, it means something to everyone. So if it doesn't mean something to you, then you're just kind of like in a in an illusion. So who, who thinks something about time?
Huh? Yeah, I know. We'll talk about time until then. Honestly, I'm not a comedian. I'm here talking about my dog's death, and everyone's trying to make me so upset about it. Yes, yes. I'm still here talking to talk about, do you know what the time is? Time means, to me, at least in the context of this question,